you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 346 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, going over the A's fourth straight loss right now. This losing streak has not been a lot of fun. I'll get into it. Uh, In the second segment, I'm going to be talking about the A's in Vegas and why I don't think that Vegas is necessarily going to happen. I've talked about it before, but I got some new logic coming for you guys. And in the third segment, we are going over the wild, wild West watch because these are still in it. Somehow they keep losing, but they're still in it. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But before I get into anything, today's episode is brought to you by Spotify green room, download the app and join me tomorrow on Thursday at game time to get in on the action and uh, yeah, also subscribe to this podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. We're on YouTube now. Some of you guys are watching on YouTube. That's amazing. Thank you for doing that. Uh, you guys can follow us or follow me at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. You can follow the show uh, wherever you like to hear podcasts or on uh, Instagram or Twitter at locked on A's. You can also you know, email us a question or two if you want to at lockdownathletics at gmail.com. But let's get into this episode because. Man, I'm tired of losing, and I'm tired of losing to guys that the A's probably should have signed in the offseason. That they already had, they should have re-signed during the offseason. You got your Marcus Simeons. He's with uh he's with Toronto now, and they are they are absolutely rolling. I'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. But uh, and then on Monday, it was Liam Hendricks again, just absolutely shutting the door on the Oakland A's. He's he's good. You, You guys remember Liam? He's good. So uh, these, these four losses, obviously, you don't want to lose games in September ever, but these these four hurt a little bit more because of the people that are doing some of the damage because uh, we got to we got to like them a whole bunch. So that is the A's fourth straight loss. Uh, James Caprillion wasn't great. He did last four innings, so that's something. Uh, and, you know, the, the total runs allowed wasn't bad by any means. Let's go over his line. He went four innings, gave up five hits. He walked two struck out four and he hit two and he gave up one run. So he had nine runners on base and only one of them scored in four innings. And that's, he was working in and out of trouble the entirety of his duration in this game. And he did it. This loss could have been a lot worse or this game could have gotten out of hand a lot sooner than it. I mean, it didn't really get out of hand quote unquote, but it could have been a lot worse. So good job to James Caprillion on limiting the damage for the four innings that he was in. He wasn't necessarily sharp by any means, but he only gave up one. And I believe the game was tied when he when he exited the game. So good job out of James Caprillion. I, I'm not going to be mad about leaving with the tie game. And you got to hope that the offense does a little bit more in that regard. But uh, the, the A's offense was shut down by some guy named Jimmy Lambert. Jimmy Lambert. Hadn't heard of him before. Uh, I did look him up, and he's actually 
a, a fairly decent prospect for the White Sox. He's their number 13 prospect. Good, uh, you know, uh, fastball ride, good curveball spin, uh, lots of spin on his pitches. I believe that MLB Pipeline said that he has some of the highest spin rates in the White Sox farm system. So, uh, and also he's been dealing with injuries and stuff. He had Tommy John in uh, 2019. He missed some time in 2020 due to a, a separate injury. And, you know, good for him. He's kind of like their James Caprillian, but less the the injuries haven't lasted as long so he's also 26 so good good job to to jimmy i guess uh maybe save that for a different opponent next time that'd be nice and pitchers like that are always hard for the ace to hit it it feels like uh guys that have some acclaim they just don't get to them they don't you know have them blow up at all he came in with a nine era he did not leave with a nine era because he went five innings gave up three hits and one earned run he was he was pretty solid so uh, good job to him on the being a human and rooting for baseball players front. Uh, not a big fan of you, Jimmy, on the being an A's homer standpoint. So, uh, you know, that, that's my Jimmy Lambert take, I guess. Uh, the game kind of got away from the A's, though, when A.J. Putt came in in relief, I believe, in the fifth inning. He went one third of an inning, gave up five hits and three runs, and he struck out one. So his one his one out was a strikeout, so strikeout rate, very nice. The ERA is over six now because he hasn't been terribly effective, at least consistently uh, in this stint, especially of late um, in this stint in the majors. So I don't know if you want to keep putting him in these situations because the game wasn't, like, out of hand by any means. It, it was tied, right? It was tied, right? I... I it, the, everybody in the bullpen, there's not like an arm that you can go to, except for one that I'll talk about in a minute, where I'm like, yeah, that's the arm that I want out there. Nobody else. Maybe Diolo Zagara if the A's are losing, uh, but in a close game, he seems to have his blow-up starts, or his blow-up appearances, but then if the A's are losing or, you know, it's not necessarily close, and he's an absolute shutdown guy for two or three innings, so um, that's interesting to me. He pitched okay, um, but A.J. Puck, all five of his hits were at least 98 miles per hour off the bat. He was getting crushed. So uh, not what you want from A.J. Puck by any means. And also, I haven't looked up their stats from this season, but last season, the Chicago White Sox just crushed lefties. And I assume that the same is fairly true uh, this season because that doesn't seem terribly fluky, and they have a very similar team than, than to the one that they had last year so. I don't know that I'm expecting different results out of that. Um, so that does make the the decision to bring AJ Puck in first very interesting to me. Um, again, got to look at the stats. Uh, but one guy that was also crushing the ball for the A's, didn't have a lot to show for it, was Matt Olson. He went 0 for 3, but he did have three hard hit balls in this game, including one that he hit. It was a sixth inning ground out, so obviously uh, the launch angle was not there but it was against Garrett Crochet. He hit it 113 miles an hour off the bat. That's obliterated. That's usually what you see for home runs. Uh, he just drove it into the ground. And it was like negative two or something like that. So it wasn't like completely driven into the ground, but it wasn't even a line drive either. Um, it, it just looked like his swing was a little bit off. His timing was there, but when he was connecting or, you know, the, the plane that he was on when he was connecting just was not there. So, uh, Usually you see guys turn that around pretty quickly and maybe he goes on an absolute tear on Wednesday against Dallas Keuchel because he has been crushing lefties and uh, wouldn't be mad about it. Uh, 
the, the guy for me in this game, the, the standout for the A's was Dalton Jeffries. He went three and a third. Uh, he gave up only uh, two hits. He gave up two runs, but that was mostly Jake Diekman coming in and allowing the two runners. The only, well, he allowed three runners. Two of the three runners that he had allowed to get on base, Jake Diekman came in, threw a wild pitch, and then gave up a single. And then, hey, look, uh, now Dalton Jeffries is tagged with two runs. And uh, he's been pitching fairly well. He had given up uh, one run in his second-to-last appearance, and then he gave up two tonight. You know, he's been okay. He's got like a 195 batting average against. That's really good. And the bullpen, if if they had reliable guys that they could bring in, the, the bullpen could have helped him out right here, and then his ERA wouldn't be like 405 or 460, I think. I think it's 405 for the month. Um, he's been pitching fairly well. I would like to see him get into a bigger role. Uh, he's been pitching every third day. I think he's got pitched September uh, 1st, 4th, and now 7th. Look for him on September 10th. I don't know if the A's are playing that day. I assume they are. Um, uh, so look for him to throw some innings against Texas on whatever day that happens to be. And this does lead me to one thing, and that is why Jake Diekman right there. The A's were down still 4-1. to one. Not it's not completely out of hand. It's not a huge lead. We've seen the A score in bunches and have comebacks and whatnot. And they, they had pressed against uh, Craig Kimbrell in the past. And Kimbrell did get into this game. Uh, wh why not throw Andrew Chafin as the lefty right there in the eighth inning? Maybe you got to have him go an inning in the third again, which is what he did in his last appearance on September 2nd, which is the last day of the Detroit series. So he's, he's fairly fresh. Um, why not try and keep this? I know that they're losing, but signal something. You, you got to give this team something to fight for. And if you keep bringing bring in guys that are probably going to allow more runs and make the deficit even bigger, you're not going to have different results. You got to change up the, the game plan a little bit. They're, they're waiting for the big hit or the big moment or the big something. And it's kind of hard to have that when you're down five instead of down three, you know, the, the A scored two in the, in the eighth right there in the bottom of the eighth. It looked like that could have been they could have done something. Uh, they didn't, but it could have been uh, they stranded Starling Marte at third with one out. Uh, it, it could have been to tie the game as opposed to try and get it within two. Yeah, so um, that's kind of my take. Use Andrew Chafin more. I don't know if his arm's doing okay or like how he's feeling, but just use him more is what I'm going with. I like Andrew Chafin, and he's he's the guy that I trust right now in that bullpen. Sergio Romo's been fairly good, and probably throw him in the ninth. I, I don't know if, he, I don't trust anybody against this White Sox lineup because they are really, really good. Um, and a lot of scary dudes. Gotta say, there are a bunch of scary, scary bats in that lineup. Uh, good luck pitching through them. But Andrew Chafin, go pitch all of the innings. That's all that I ask for. <laughs> Anyways, coming up on the show, I am talking about Las Vegas. I'm going to try and get you guys a little bit excited. And I know that sounds weird with me saying Las Vegas, but I'm going to try and get you guys excited about Something that uh, that came to my that came to mind uh, yesterday. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. 
I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week. And yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a room live on Thursday at game time, so I know you guys don't want to miss that. So go to the free Green Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL. It says NFL, MLB, or NHL. I would assume MLB for this one, but maybe you're a football fan. Football starting up. You can join as many of these groups as you want to. And uh, once you do, you get the latest league updates. So you can follow me at by Jason B to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week on Thursday at game time. Got an afternoon game, you guys. So I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's. I'll see you guys there. Green room changing the way we talk sports. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? I'm really bad at it, so it's not that surprising to me. And it's because the game is rigged against us. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. We don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage, and Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time, and nobody else does that. Uh, Go to stathero.com slash locked on and sign up for free right now. And you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match that is unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. That is stathero.com slash locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on YouTube. We have a new channel up there. It's getting tons of traction. It's getting huge, you guys. Be on the ground floor like we're an investment, I guess. <laughs> also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But let's talk about... Las Vegas. I was sad about the A's because they are having a a dickens of a time right now. Uh, It has been a rough go. And I was looking at the standings and thinking about them potentially moving to Vegas. And for some reason, this just clicked with me. And I was I was just looking at the standings. And here I'm going to pull up my notes just for one sec. You got Chicago. You got New York. You got Texas. Florida has a couple teams, and then you got Los Angeles. Those are all two team markets. Sometimes there's you know there's a lot of teams in the area. <laughs> Microphone. Uh, there's a lot of teams in that area right there, and for the A's to move to Vegas would vacate the Bay Area and leave it all open for the Giants, which doesn't seem like something that billionaires would want one billionaire to have. So. Yes, Vegas sounds like a great idea, but it seems like, I've, I've said this a bunch of times, like an expansion idea. You don't want to take a team with history and move them to Vegas because 
it might not latch on like the Vegas Golden Knights have or the, the Raiders who only play eight games a year there do, or maybe it's nine. I don't know what the schedule is anymore. Um, it, it doesn't seem like it makes as much sense. Major League Baseball wants that expansion money. They want those those dues and those fees, and the owners want those dues and fees. But the owners also, that's 10, that's 10 owners right there that would most likely vote against this, let alone the other 28, I guess, or 27, uh, that would not vote for this because they're like, no, I don't want that. I don't want one guy to have all of this market share to themselves. Uh, and I know that there's, it's an ownership group, but one guy being the, the Giants owner, um, that doesn't make sense to me. That's not how billionaires work. They want all of their pies spread out and whatnot. Obviously, they want their pie for themselves, but they don't want anybody to get an unfair advantage among the other guys that have all of the wealth as well. And if the A's move to Vegas, that would vacate the second team in the Bay Area and just leave basically from L.A.? Yeah, like the Dodgers up to the Mariners. All of that space in between those areas is now Giants territory, if you think about it. I mean, is it like really? Maybe not, but it's the potential right there. I mean, it's the same thing with the uh, the San Jose deal that fell through because the Giants were like, no, we have an affiliate there. Meh. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. I don't think that financially it makes sense for baseball, both in terms of expansion or in terms of the other owners signing off on the A's moving from the Bay Area. So I think that I think that I cracked the case, you guys. I think that I feel a lot better after going over this. And it just makes sense to me. It, it just makes sense that the A's, they're playing hardball. They're playing a really bad hardball because you can kind of see through some of the BS, but as a fan, you're invested like emotionally. And so anything that's a detriment to them being here or uh, puts that in jeopardy, it makes it seem bad. And that's what I think that they're banking on you reacting with is those emotions and just the vitriol. And they're like, ah, see, obviously it's not viable. Uh, we can't fill up this park. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point. They've been doing this for decades. Uh, they don't put a good, they don't put money into the product on the field. They don't put money into the facilities. And then they're like, well, nobody's coming. Why is that? We have a baseball team. Uh, and that is ridiculous. Um, I still love the team. I go a lot less than I used to because prices are outrageous now. I, I remember the first year I got season tickets in 2012. Uh, I got 20 games for like 200 bucks. It was amazing. I just got bleacher tickets. That was fantastic. You can't do that anymore. You can go to like two games for 200 bucks, maybe for two people. Uh, it's, it's just a ridiculous uh, pricing scam thing. And I don't appreciate it. And uh, I have this whole podcast thing too. So obviously I would like to go to more games. I also like it from the comfort of my own house at this point, because uh, I get to eat whenever I want to and not have to pay for it. It's, I mean, I've already paid for it. <laughs> That's how uh, sales work. Um, it just doesn't make sense that the A's would leave or that baseball would let them leave. So I think that that's where I'm sitting right now with the A's in Vegas situation. It just doesn't seem feasible for all of the other parties besides the Giants and the A's because the A's could go domineer their, their own new market and then the Giants get all of this market share. But which other owner would be like, yeah, 
let the Giants have that and let the A's have their new thing. And that sounds like a great idea for us. We'll all make more money that way. I don't think so. I think they're going to be like, no, you figure it out with your city. And, uh, you know, you, you sit down, you play nice, and maybe you, you spend a little bit more money. It's going to be totally worth it in the end. So uh, I think that that's where I'm sitting with this. But uh, anyways, coming up on the show, I am talking about the Wild Wild West Watch because while the A's may not be moving, they're also not moving in the wild card race. So <laughs> let's talk about that. So stay locked in with Locked on A's, and I'll be right back. Did you know the Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan like myself, I am your, your noted Built Bar fan for this one. They are definitely passionate about their favorites like I am. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're kind of messing out. They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. And if you want to know what my favorite flavor is, it's cherry Barcia. It's absolutely amazing. And every now and then they have these special flavors that they po that pop up on their website. And those are the ones, give them a try. Sometimes it's birthday cake. It's delicious. Sometimes they got coconut brownie chunk. That one is arguably better than cherry Barcia, which is the best of their core flavors. And if you don't know which bar you want to get, all you got to do is go get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors and with, with these built bars, you're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180. You got only four or five grams of sugar, only four or five grams of net carbs, and all of them are amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. I can't wait to get more. That is, I, I checked the mailbox and I might not have even ordered any like recently. And I'm like, oh, I want more built bars. And I go and I, and I, and I hope. And sometimes it doesn't happen. So I definitely have to go over to built.com and use promo code locked 15. And then I can have 15% off of my order. And you guys can do the same thing by using promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirectTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to leave us a rating and a review on your podcast service of choice. Always love hearing the nice things that people say about the show. It's a labor of love, but I love doing it. So thank you to everybody. And also thank you to Cole Irvin, Swerving Irvin's for sliding into my DMs and saying, keep putting out great content, man. And that out of the blue, it was really just a nice thing that a nice person did. And uh, that really, that brightened my day. That made me feel very, very nice. So thank you to Cole Irvin, a uh, friend of the podcast. We had him on before the season started. After his first spring training start, we had him on. It was right before a second one. Great dude. Talked for like an hour. Cool dude. Go back and listen to that one. It's from 
what, February? <laughs> it was from a while ago. Uh, but also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. All right, but let's talk about some of the matchups concerning the A's and their playoff run. Playoff. I'm just going to go with run. <laughs> Seattle and Houston. Seattle and Houston are playing or, or have been playing for a couple of games. And Seattle on Tuesday night was up by two in the ninth. And uh, make your Kendall Raven jokes if you want to. But Paul Sewell has been really, really good. But he was not on Tuesday night because with the Mariners up by two in the ninth, Alex Bregman came up, tied the game with a two run homer. And then the Astros won it in the 10th. Uh, they they didn't record an out in the 10th inning. So good job by the stupid Astros. And that's the thing that I keep saying is it feels like the Astros are one of those teams like they've been struggling for a while. I think they're five and five in their last 10. They've been basically playing 500 baseball for the last month. They haven't been great. But when they need to win, they have that extra gear. And that's the scary thing about that team. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're, we're, we're five up, whatever. If we need to you know, beat the Mariners. We're going to go beat the Mariners today. That, sure. That sounds like a great idea. And it's really hard to get a gauge on this team because of that extra gear. Last year, we saw it in, you know, the 2020 season, they gave up on the division. They were like, yeah, the A's can have it. That's fine. Because every team makes the playoffs this year. And then they're like, yeah, we'll just beat whoever from there. And then they did until the ALCS, when it got interesting. <laughs> but Arguably, I think that if uh, they were playing a team that wasn't just playing matchups and all that stuff and wanted the win in four games, they they could have potentially gotten swept. But that the Rays were basically like, hey, let's let's hold off on using all of our good guys and we'll just throw some bullpen games. We'll kind of just do this and this. We'll we'll beat them in game seven if we have to. And then they did. So uh, that's my take on all of that. But moving on, the Toronto Blue Jays have been beating up on the New York Yankees on Monday show, I believe. I said, uh, take the over. I don't know what the over was on Tuesday, but you probably didn't hit it. But they definitely beat it on them on their own on Monday. Uh, Toronto beat the Yankees on Tuesday, 5-1. to one. Garrett Cole left early after 3 and a third. He gave up two earned runs, I think three runs total. He left with a little bit of uh, right hamstring soreness. Tightness? Tightness, I believe. Uh, so... Not sure what his status is. Hamstring, probably not a huge deal, but because he's not really going to be running a lot on the mound, but he probably needs it for like pushing off and stuff. So you need your legs if you're a pitcher. We'll see what happens. Uh, it was probably a precautionary measure, and uh, he'd already given up a few runs, and he wasn't looking great. So I was like, ah, save his arm for the playoffs if they make it. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay beat Boston 12-7. to and the Rays have outscored the, that. I didn't do that math right at all. 17. There we go. Whoo, that was bad. Bad math, Jason. A zero plus a number is just that number. It's not that hard. <laughs> the Rays have outscored the Sox 23 to 17 in two games, starting on Monday and Tuesday. In two games, the Tampa Bay Rays have outscored the Boston Red Sox by six runs. Um, and 23 to 17, that's, that's the takeaway for me. 23 runs by the Tampa Bay Rays in two games is a lot. I think I don't pay attention as closely to them as I do to the A's or, you know, other teams, but it seems like a lot for the Rays and they also gave up 17. So who are these Rays is my question. That is wild to me. Aren't they supposed to be like, yeah, we're going to score like two runs and we're going to hold you to zero. 
that's the that's the Rays team that I remember. And now they're like, yeah, we got Nelson Cruz. We're going to put up 23 in two games against, I mean, not a great pitching staff, but you know, like pitchers, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, usually this isn't part of the segment, but uh, the A's coming up on Wednesday. They have Frankie Montas going against Dallas Keuchel. The A's beat up on Keuchel in the playoffs. Uh, that was the game to start. That was nice. That kept the A's in the playoff hunt. Uh, this season, Keuchel in Chicago just, you know, a month ago, he went five innings, gave up five hits and two earned runs against the A's. Uh, Frankie Montas also went five innings in his start in Chicago, gave up eight hits, three earned runs. So we're going to need Frankie to, I think, put the team on his back on Wednesday if the A's are going to get out of this funk that they're in because they keep saying all the right things like, oh, yeah, we just need, you know, keep plugging away and we're going to we're going to do it. But season's getting to the end here. We we need something. We need us. We need to see that spark and we just haven't seen it. So I think we need seven or eight shutout innings, like three or four hits allowed. Not a lot of traffic like we saw on Tuesday night with uh, James Caprillion. We, we need him to be dominant Frankie Montas on Wednesday. And I think that that could be the spark. And I think that he's got the stuff to do it. Uh, I don't know that he can. I, I don't know that he will, but I know that he can. So, uh, that's that's what I'm hoping for. That could be the spark. Maybe win like 15 to nothing. I don't know. That'd be great. <laughs> they do like to beat up on Dallas Keuchel and they've faced him a whole bunch. It's not like they're facing Jimmy. What's his face? The the prospect, Jimmy Lambert. I didn't forget. I forgot your name already. I'm sorry, man. Great, great game, Jimmy. <laughs> Anyways, that is all that I got for you guys today. Um, the rest of this week should be a lot of fun. They're in, uh, inducting Derek Jeter into the Hall of Fame on Wednesday. So uh, watch highlights sparingly, I guess. You're going to see that flip play a whole bunch. You're going to hear it talked about. The San Francisco Chronicle already wrote about it. There's going to be some retrospectives about Derek Jeter and how amazing he is. And he was pretty cool, but screw him for that play, right? <laughs> Congrats to all the Hall of Fame inductees. You guys, uh, you guys had some careers and put up some good numbers and whatnot, and may or may not have been a good defensive shortstop. Uh, that's up for debate. I'm not doing that. Uh, Yankees fans have at it. Anyways, that's all for me today, you guys. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.